From the Salvation Army, you're listening to Wonderful Words of Life. Welcome back, everybody, and say welcome to our producer, Chris Benjamin, who's back in front of the mic. Hello, everyone. Merry Christmas. <laughs> oh, no, I was asking our listeners to give an audible hello to you. Oh, Did you hear them, Chris? I'm just waiting. Oh, no, they're no. not there. <laughs> uh, well, they're there, but, you know, we, we hope that you're there and that you'll even maybe communicate with us every once in a while by sending us an email or giving us a call. Uh, it's been a great few weeks of episodic radio programs, uh, particularly for this Advent season. And Chris gets a lot of credit for coming up with the idea of um, peeking in or eavesdropping around a Christmas table where friends and family just sit around and reminisce, perhaps, yeah. about uh, their their own Christmas memories, good and bad, because there's things that aren't always happy Absolutely. that happen around the holidays. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I love this week. Uh, of course, we start getting into a little more of theology and um, this week, kind of piggybacking off of what we discussed last week, mm. we begin to discuss, uh, you know, what does it really mean that God became man? You know, we, we know that Jesus is God, Jesus was with God, Trinity, but I think we, we think a lot about Jesus, God, and we don't think as much about Jesus, the, the man, mm. you know, because, and it's easy to do because we, we have his birth, we have a couple things that happen, you know, when he's 12, and then we're at his three years of ministry. But in that, you know, he, he lived life. He, he learned a trade. Mm. And, you know, he had siblings. And that's an interesting just going off in that direction because while he was perfect and, and God, he was part of an earthly family that, that wasn't. Mm. <laughs> so were there family fights? What did that look like? You know, so when we, when we pray and, and, you know, we're saying... You know, we, we have to really understand that he was fully human Amen. To, to know that he understands our struggle. Absolutely. And I think the other thing is he understands the idea of family. Um, I, not everybody uh, can share maybe 10 or 11 siblings. My wife and I were at a, a wedding this weekend. The youngest of 13 children Oof. got married. <laughs> Um, and whether you have siblings or you are an only child, you have family. There, there's a mom and a dad in there somewhere, a grandma and a grandpa perhaps, whatever your story is. Um, we use Christmas often to reminisce about the good things and the blessings that God's given us, not the least of which was his son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, as we celebrate Jesus, particularly during this time of year, uh, just take a moment and have an attitude of gratitude. Does that make sense, Chris? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, Christmas is three days away. Um, I'm excited. I, I love Christmas. Mm -hmm. um, I, I too can can share with you know several of our friends that shared that I, I have some some painful uh, memories associated with the holidays. But uh, for the most part, I, I can't wait. Um, yeah. I, I, I love just the the vibe, the the hope, everything that surrounds this holiday. So. Um, we pray that you're able to uh, to lean more on that side uh, this Christmas and just pray that you're somewhere safe and, and surrounded by family of people that can just lift you up. Amen. If nothing else, have a Merry Christmas. Absolutely. And we'll see you next week on Wonderful Words of Life. Merry Christmas. This Christmas, you're invited to fight for the hungry, the hurting, and the hopeless. 
It's a fight for those struggling to keep a roof over their heads, make ends meet, and survive the holidays. To fight for justice, hope, and love all year long. Your sustaining monthly gift of just $25 doubles the Salvation Army's ability to assist our neighbors battling poverty and help them win. Join the fight for good at SalvationArmyUSA.org. A lot of times in Christmas, right, mm -hmm. we tend to focus on like Mary and the hardship that she, you know, she went through to deliver in a manger. And you know, you everyone mm -hmm. knows the story. Right. But what do you think about the fact that God himself mm -hmm. actually became human, a man, a baby? Mm -hmm. Came into the world. Came into the world humbled himself mm. to like come down and live with us. Like he was fully human, yeah. right? Like Jesus had, he, he went through everything that we went through mm -hmm. growing up. Mm. Of course, he always had that kingdom perspective, but that doesn't mean that he didn't struggle, right? you know? Well, and I think that's what allows us to, to feel like when we when we're saying those prayers like he relates like he gets it. and i think if we don't really believe that he was fully human then how how am i supposed to be able to trust him with some of the stuff i'm walking through right. because i'm like lord you don't know like you really you don't know but i think when when it becomes real to us that he became man like he humbled him, himself as much as you could humble yourself came from the highest of high to the lowest of low so i think i think that you just knowing that and believing that your relationship with the Lord is deepened right. and you can go, you get to a whole nother level, a whole nother realness with God. When you can be like, Lord, you get it. I, I, it's hard for me to wrap my mind around Jesus as a, a teenager. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. knowing what I did to my parents, yeah. it's hard. It but the hard. thing is, you know, like if his first miracle is keeping the, the, the party going yeah. or, you know, turning water into wine. I, I I mean, did he know from his birth that he was the son of man? I don't. Yeah. And then how would he, did that change the way that he interacted with other teenagers? Yeah. I would well, we know what happened at 12 when he went, um, when the they temple. took him to Jerusalem, to the temple. Yeah. And he, he clearly had a sense then, yeah. no, the, I, I've got another work. I've got mm. another calling. There's something else in yeah. me that stirs. And so, there, there was some awareness, uh, whatever that looked like for him. But did he ever cheat on a math test? Or did he ever... I'm going with no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking not. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't understand the fact that he became man, your thought process is like, how did his struggles really impact him if he was so godly was, you yes. know was it harder it for was him, like or was he just it, had a shield like yeah, it just like bounced bounce off, off of him right. you know what I'm saying? well and it completely takes the power away from the cross yeah right because he was a man dying like yes god but he was also a man walking through all that it wasn't like it didn't hurt you right know? yeah and he was then being separated from his father like and i mean i don't and i don't think that we i really don't think that we can even grasp that concept right. absolutely not that separation of the trinity yeah, I just don't think that it's even something that we really think about often when we think about 
Jesus coming down to earth, yeah. you know? One of my favorite stories, like, in the Gospels is when Jesus is is praying, you know, the night that he is um, that he's arrested, and he's like, Lord, like, take this cup from me. Yeah. Mm. Like, and I think that's the other thing, too. Like, he's terrified. Mm. Like, he yep. loves us, you know, and he wants to do this for us, but he is terrified. Like, it wasn't, and he knew, he knew this was the plan. Mm-hmm. And, like, I can just imagine, too, that fear building up. Right. Like, as you know, this day is approaching, and, like, this time has come, and, like, and now my time on earth, like with my friends and these disciples that I've poured into, that's coming to an end. Mm-hmm. And Lord, take this cup from me. Yeah. But like, if this is your will, like I will walk it, right. you know, and I will follow through. Because as much as we all just, you know, babies are cute, but we kind of just, we stayed there. Right, right, right. <laughs> Forgetting the rest of his life. Right. You know, mm-hmm. the other 30, you know, the forward oh, yeah, 33 30, years, yeah, right. you know, of his life. Like there was struggle. And I think it's it's so easy to do that in the sense that you've got the birth, you've got a couple stories of of you know Jesus growing up or teaching in the temple and running, you know his parents are leaving and they don't know where he is, and then all of a sudden you're at his three years of ministry. Exactly. Right. You've I mean you've got life that was lived there. You've got family fights. You've got I mean it's just all these things that I don't think we we ever talk about. Nor do yeah. we think. And it's I mean it's easy not to. Um, but I think when we when we're asked, okay, what does it look like, or what does it mean that he's that he was God and man? Mm. You gotta look at that. Yeah, you have to. <laughs> was he extroverted? Was he introverted? Yeah. You know, was he was he uh, shy and bashful? Uh, was he kind of all out there? You know, all cylinders firing. Well, I wonder what that was like. I think he was shy for the most part until he knew. His true calling, mm-hmm. like he was shy, and he was shy, and then, you know, he started learning what he could do, or what he could do for people, and then that's when he took full power and did all the things he did. When I look at or consider the responses that he gave to questions as an adult, I have to wonder: Was he that way as a young person? Yeah. Did he? Think about what people were asking him. Did he think about things? Did he really, before he spoke? Because in my mind, you know, when when he responds to the Sadducees and the Pharisees and the teachers, whoever, I, I envision that he paused and thought for a moment before he spoke. So um, I'm wondering if that was that was his whole life. If he if he always thought, you know, I'm speaking on behalf of my father here. Would we recognize him? I wonder. We just look I like another so. kid. Did he I, feel I, different? Did he feel yeah. like he was like, you know? Well, I come back to him at 12 in the yeah. temple. Um, even then, the the priests and all those gathered, they were mm-hmm. kind of scratching their heads saying, boy, we got one here. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- this kid is, uh, he's precocious. He, 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 man, he's plugged in. Yeah. So would we recognize him in a crowd? Maybe not. But to interact, I, I have to think, Lori, I have to think that, there would be, if, if you're in tune with this, I, there'd be something that you're kind of, there, there's something about him. You know, I, maybe I can't put my finger on it, but um, he might not be the first one to speak. But when he does, man, he just nails that answer. Mm. I, that's, that's an image that I have uh, in my own imagination. It brings me back to what we were talking about, about connecting, though. I mean, like, would we see him and go by? Because... You wouldn't recognize him in that way if you just walked by him on the street. You'd have to actually engage. Mm. Right. And you'd have to sit 
<laughs> and you'd have to recognize the, the possibility of, of something otherworldly mm. in this human being. And I, I, I don't know. So often, again, I just keep coming back to that idea that we just kind of pass by people. Would I engage with him? I don't know. I, you know, it's interesting, but you would have to, mm -hmm. again, you would have to engage with him. You would have to connect with him. You would have to stop doing what you're doing, stop the paperwork, and actually sit for just a minute and listen to him to really recognize the Messiah. So how much do we miss? How often is he present? And we walk by him and we choose something else. We only recognize him when we sit at his feet. The Salvation Army's mission, doing the most good, means helping people with material and spiritual needs. You become a part of this mission every time you give to the Salvation Army. Visit SalvationArmyUSA.org to offer your support. And we would love to hear from you. Email us at radio at uss.salvationarmy.org. Call 1-800-229-9965 or write us at P.O. Box 29972. Atlanta, Georgia, 30359. When you contact us, we'll send you our gift for this series. It's totally free for listeners like you, one per household, while supplies last. You can also subscribe to our show on iTunes or your favorite podcast store and be sure to give us a rating. Just search for Wonderful Words of Life. Follow us on social media for the latest episodes, extended interviews, and more. And if you don't have a church home, we invite you to visit your local Salvation Army Worship Center. They'll be glad to see you. This is Bernie Dake inviting you to join us next time for the Salvation Army's Wonderful Words of Life.